Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our final hour. We roll all the way till 3. Uh, this is going to be a good time. Matt Nelson is going to join us right now. Wide right, Natty Light, the latest on uh, Iowa State as they get ready, of course, for their spring game tomorrow. So weather's going to be nice, going to be uh, a lot of fun, and uh, I think pretty highly entertaining. Lots of lots of things to look at. Matt comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, how are we doing hey, today? Hey, sorry about that. I'm here. Okay, pal. Good good deal. Uh, so what do you expect to see tomorrow from the uh, Cyclones in the spring game? Uh, well, first of all, I expect there to be a uh, a pretty darn good crowd, especially as nice as the forecast looks. And, and I expect there to be some tailgating, which uh, for the spring game is always fun. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting day because, Campbell has always kind of approached the spring game a little bit differently, I think, um, than what most people, than, than what maybe other schools have in the past. You know, he always um, kind of mixes thing up with the teams. But what I'm going to be uh, really looking for is the progression of, of some of these young players and then, you know, the performance of both the offensive and the defensive line. And it can be kind of tough to take away anything meaningful from those two positions because you don't necessarily want your offensive line to get beat but you also don't want your defensive line to be uh, ineffective. But those are probably the two areas that uh, that I think we're going to see the most. Um, maybe excitement's the wrong term because the trenches aren't very exciting, but uh, that's really a place to watch tomorrow. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, you if your defensive line looks great, you're saying, oh, boy, yeah. our offensive line's terrible, and <laughs> vice versa. So you don't want that. You want it almost to kind of be at a standstill in a couple of nice plays, and then, for the most part, able to move the football. You know, skill position-wise, everything appears to be in place there. Running back spot, wide receiver, quarterback with Jacob Park back. And, and that's where I want to get your thoughts on Jacob Park. After his ascension up the depth chart a year ago, taking that job away from Joel Lanning, his ability, a guy that had to knock off some rust. But, boy, you can see a lot of ability there. Why do you think it is that people are so excited about Jacob Park? And, and how much more can he grow now with the full season as a starter? You know, I think when you look at what he did last year in the in the six games he played in, is is really quite incredible when you look at his completion percentage and his numbers, um, and really the low turnovers as well. Uh, so you know, you not only had a junior college guy Trent, but a guy who really hadn't played a, a snap of meaningful football in two years or so. Uh, you know, very difficult for junior college players to come in and and play right away, uh, regardless of the position. But at quarterback, I think that's probably a doubly difficult. Uh, you know, I think. And I, again, I'll, I'll kind of expand what you said. It, it's very obvious. I think anybody who watches Jacob Park, Cyclones fan or not, it's pretty evident that he has all the tools uh, to be, uh, you know, maybe not an elite quarterback, but a darn good quarterback, probably the best one that Iowa State has seen uh, in a long time. And, and that's just the way that he throws the ball. He's got tons of arm strength. He, uh, he puts a nice dip on the football, and he really knows where to, where to throw it. He's also got pretty good elusiveness as well, and he, he showed that a little bit. Uh, he is able to run last year. But, you know, I think with a better offensive line and the receiving core, as good as they are, probably maybe the best Iowa State's ever had, you know, I think Jacob Park is probably a top five quarterback in the Big 12. And you, you could make the case even for him to be a top three quarterback if you kind of look at his numbers last year over an entire season. 
this year with a you know a better grasp and more access to the playbook. So uh, I, I'm really anxious to watch Jacob Park, but I don't think you know tomorrow you'll see a whole lot from him. I think tomorrow the the interesting case is going to be at, at the backup quarterback position. Uh, Joel Landing has still played there a little bit, but the guys really uh, sorry the guys uh, the coaches really like uh, Kyle Kempt, who is a transfer from Oregon State um, and is a senior. And I if I had to bet, you know, if Park can't make a start uh, one week. Uh, that they'll turn to him in a spot in a spot start situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you you reference Lanning, and we'll get the defense in a minute because that is the major story on the defensive side. But when you talk about offense, there's still plenty of talk that Lanning is going to have some offensive plays, like inside the five or short yardage for a first down. They're, they're going to have a couple of packages for him. You good with that? You know what. I'm okay with that. Not a whole lot, uh, but I think every now and then as a way to keep other teams guessing, uh, that may not be uh, a bad option, especially if you need a first down or you get inside the goal line. Um, You know, at the same time, when he does come into the game, teams probably know what's going to happen. It's probably going to be him running the ball. So I hope, you know, if if they use him in a formation like that, our coordinators can still be creative. But you know, I think uh, the focus is really going to be on him on the on the defensive side of the football and. but again, quarterback's going to be interesting between the, the, the snaps that Laning does get and um, and even a guy like Zeb Nolan who didn't didn't play last year with injury and ended up redshirting. I, I think the coaching staff really likes him, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs on Saturday. So of course we don't get a two deep out of this. We won't get one after spring practice. Why does Matt Campbell hate two deeps and hates uh, giving us content to fill a three-hour radio show every day, Matt? <laughs> you know. I, that's a good question. I don't know why. I think part of it, guys, is uh, he seems to be uh, willing to, or maybe willing is the wrong term, but unafraid of, of kind of messing with, with guys and where they sit on the depth chart. Uh-huh. I think with, with some players, you can't do that. You'll get a bad response. But, um, you know, for example, uh, ja- Jaquan Bailey, who started all of last season and played pretty well on the, one of the defensive end spots, uh, isn't listed as the starter for the spring game. He's He would be on the, you know, the two deep there. And uh, that's very surprising to me, and that's not what I think we'll see at all come fall. But I think he does that as kind of a carrot to motivate him a little bit, and, and that's not really the only case. I think at cornerback is still kind of up in the air right now. There mm-hmm. has been talk about DeAndre Payne playing a lot of quarterback, and I think that's going to be the case. But as of right now, that seems like some gamesmanship from the coaches. They don't really want that floated out there too much that, that he's going to be a full-time corner. So we'll see some different things at corner as well. But I don't know, Campbell. Uh, one thing is evident this far into his into his tenure at Iowa State. He just he just does things very differently, and and you've seen that. I don't know if you guys have seen the scoring that they're going to use for the spring game, but uh, pretty unique concept with that as well. Yeah, go, going in a different direction, and and he's got his own his own ideas. There's no doubt about that. You were talking a little bit about the cornerback position and what they're going to do back there. We saw the four-two-five defense implemented at times a year ago. Sounds like they're going to work more into that. Uh, is that a help, certainly, with what you get if Landing can turn into a full-time linebacker? And, and some of the other pieces out there, do you think this is also something that can work in a big role in the Big 12 with the wide-open nature, getting that extra defensive back out there basically every time? Yeah, you know, I, I think it depends on, on personnel and who they want at that nickel spot. Um, and I've, that's where I've seen, you know, DeAndre Payne, uh, might still play some of that role. He did that last year, but again, I, I still think Payne identifies more as a cornerback. Uh, you know, uh, Arnold Azuna is a freshman. They really like a cornerback, and, you know, if he plays well there, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Payne play some of that nickel spot. But 
Uh, actually, I think in the back end, they, the Cyclones really do have a lot of talent and a lot of uh, actually a lot of depth. There's some young guys that they really like uh, that are on campus and, and are playing well. Uh, so to answer your question, I think it's going to be a mix of both. Some of the teams that really like to run, that's where you're really going to want uh, Joel Lanning in the middle. And I think there is still a, you know, a place for that. I'm not sold on the 4-2-5 as a base defense quite yet, simply because that, that takes a lot of speed. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you don't have the size, uh, you got to have quickness. And a team like TCU, Gary Patterson utilizes uh, that 4-2-5 very well. I know some uh, Big Ten folks might not think that the Big 12 plays a lot of defense, but normally TCU has really good numbers uh, compared with other, uh, schools at other conferences across the country with that 4-2-5 defense. But... Uh, the caveat with that is TCU re- usually has a really athletic defensive line and then speed from top to bottom in the back end. So I think at some point that's a good goal for Iowa State to have is to transition to that type of defense. Um, and I think you've already kind of seen that goal with the way Campbell's recruited, uh, going after guys that have a lot of speed to play at the linebacker in the, the secondary position. Matt Nelson, wide right Natty Light, is our guest. We're talking Iowa State in the spring game set for tomorrow. On the Draft House 50 hotline, what do you hear about Campos? Dinged up again? Uh, sounds like he's got a little bit of an injury, correct? Um, I think for the most part, actually, everybody is relatively healthy, uh, knock on wood, which isn't, was, isn't uh, anything that happens very often with Iowa State's football team, it seems like. Um, you know, I honestly don't know how much Campos will play. Uh, I, I get the sense that they've maybe nursed him through the spring a little bit, and I know that the coaching staff has done that with a few other guys. Uh, with you know, for example, Matt Leo, the newcomer, they've kind of brought him along slow as well. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of, out of, we'll see out of Campos, but um, you know, I, I think he should be fine and ready to go for the fall. Certainly, that would be a big help going yes. forward for that team. Uh, something to help solidify one of those tackle spots and those young guys not going to be pressed into duty outside of the left tackle position and keeping the backside of Jacob Park okay. Uh, with that, Matt, as you uh, look through. What's the expectation level of the fan base right now? Is it to get to a bowl game in year number two? Are people uh, up to that level already? The schedule, got to get off to a fast start. We all know that. Where's the fan base uh, that you currently get the temperature of them? You know, Trent, I think it's uh, a little bit of both, honestly. I, I think with uh, with Campbell and what people have seen thus far, I, I think he's bought a lot of goodwill um, and, and some patience from Iowa State fans, and, and rightfully so. Um, I know he's certainly lived up to everything. Um, you know, maybe you could say besides on the field performance, but I think the way Iowa State played at the end of last year is certainly encouraging. Um, I do think that there's a lot of the fan base that kind of has their eyes set on a bowl game. And, and Trent, I'm probably in between, but more leaning towards this team being capable of, of getting five to six wins. And I think a lot of that comes from optimism for our coaches. But then also when you look at the roster up and down, um, offensively I think Iowa State has the potential to have Probably the best offense we've seen in over 10 years when you look at the, the, the two uh, running backs, the, the depth at wide receiver, um, some of the young tight ends that they really like, and then uh, you know a guy like Jacob Park who should kind of come into his own as a junior this year. And, and then you know defensively, that's gonna, always going to be a question mark. You've got to have a lot of bodies on the defensive line. And, and I think uh, Iowa State is still a little bit unproven at linebacker, but they have uh, I think they're going to have a very good secondary, and they've got – uh, athletes up and down the defense, and I think more speed than they've had in the last few years. So um, I think uh, a bowl game is certainly possible. And, and going forward, you know, you lose some guys like Alan Lazard, but uh, in general the offensive line is still very young. So I, I think uh, if Iowa State doesn't get there this year, uh, they'll be close, and they'll certainly have a shot at six or seven wins next season. 
I'm real curious about the way that you view the opening of the season, first three games. Is it imperative that Iowa State win all three, or could they be two and one and still realistically still have a shot to get the six wins? That's a good question. Um, I think it's possible at two and one. It it certainly um, makes things an uphill climb. You know, what this really comes down to is how the Big 12 is going to be this year, in my opinion. Um, And, uh, again, that game at Akron on the road is going to be, uh, in my opinion, tougher than probably most people think just because road non-conference games are never all that much fun. Um, I do like Iowa State's chances at home. Uh, I'm not sure that they're going to let what happened to them last year in both of those games, respectively, um, really happen again. But, again, you know, Iowa's always a tough out, and I I long for the day when we stop playing you and I at home um, in the non-conference. But, you know, when you look at, start looking at especially quarterback play across the Big 12, uh, there are really a lot of, uh, a lot of losses um, at that position. And, uh, you know, last year I thought the Big 12 would be a little bit more down uh, it kind of was in, in uh, some aspects, but also there were some other teams that kind of surprised as well. So the, the question is going to be, does West Virginia take a step backwards? Uh, does Texas Tech take a step backwards? I think TCU is going to be a little bit down uh, as well. So, And we all saw that Baylor kind of struggled down the, the latter half of the season too. So I think if the Big 12 is the way that I, I kind of projected, Iowa State could you know, maybe drop a game to Iowa or to Akron um, and still have a realistic shot at a bowl game. But but, boy, a 3-0 and start headed into Big 12 play sure looks better than 2-1. and no, There's no doubt about it. And uh, start thinking about a bowl game if they get off to that kind of start. Matt Nelson joining uh, us. Wide right, Natty Light. Matt, you uh, talked about this scoring and what's going to be happening with the spring game tomorrow up at Jack Trice. This will be uh, offense versus defense uh, tricked up parts. Do you like the way that they're doing this? Sometimes they'll they'll split the teams up mm-hmm. and have you know a couple ones on one team, some twos mixed in there, threes, fours on down the line. This is strictly going to be offense, defense. Does this get you more excited, or is it a little too tricked up for you? Uh, you know, it's maybe a little tricked up for me just because I, I'm I'm kind of old fashioned despite my young age. However, I can see why you do it. You know, normally a spring game. Uh, to be honest, I think most people uh, by about halftime are really kind of clued out. Uh, they, you know, you, you want to see the ones run and, and some of the backups to see what's there. But uh, I think after that, it can be a struggle not only for fans, guys, but for, for players. You know, I, there's maybe um, you know spring games maybe aren't always the fu- the funnest things to do. I remember scrimmages back in uh, you know in the high school days, and those were really almost more of a chore than anything. So uh, to me, this kind of seems like a, a thank you to the players for for you know keeping up their effort and energy levels during spring ball and, and uh, as, a, as a reward, maybe letting them have a little bit of fun with the spring game. So, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of anything that Campbell does at this point, even if it's shaking things up in the, in the spring game a little bit, just because it's something new. Uh, and I think fans will appreciate that, and I'm sure the players will too. Drinking that Kool-Aid, pal. That's what you're doing. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, when the weather's nice like this, I'll soak the Kool-Aid up all day long and count the days till football. That, that's good. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Matt, a little uh, basketball before we let you run. Yeah. Mariel Sayak is going to be on campus, also a junior college player from Florida, coming up this weekend. Still scholarships to fill there. Uh, what's the latest you're hearing? And a couple guys coming to campus this weekend for Coach Prohm. Yeah, it's actually going to be a uh, a big weekend for um, for Steve Prohm and for the basketball team. Uh, you know, Daryl Edwards is a guy that's a really good three-point shooter. Um, and I, I really expect the Cyclones to push hard for him. 
just because they really need to, to kind of fill that void in terms of outside shooting. You know, I think Donovan Jackson's a, a tremendous three-point shooter, but look at how many weapons Iowa State can put on the perimeter this year. And you look at next year's roster, and you don't really see that. So uh, I fully expect them to go out and get somebody who, who can do that right away. Um, Shayok is a guy that, to kind of call my shot, guys, I think Iowa State will end up uh, landing. Yep. He's uh, a Canada boy. He knows um, – Nazmi Chulong and, and some of the other Canadian players that have come through Iowa State. And Iowa State kind of has a nice reputation for that. Then I think he really fits into what Steve Prom wants to do. He's, uh, he's athletic. He's a big guard who, who is a pretty, pretty good on-ball defender um, and really buys into team defense, obviously coming from Virginia. Uh, they don't know what offense is, so he better know defense. Um, <laughs> another name to watch is uh, Elijah Brown. He's a, he's a grad transfer from New Mexico, uh, averaged almost 20 points a game this year. Uh, a guy that can really fill it up, and he's named Iowa State um, in his top five with, uh, I think, Gonzaga and a handful of other uh, decent schools. But, you know, I think Iowa State's really got uh, something to offer a, a grad transfer guard who, who wants to score from the wing because I think Iowa State's going to need some of that presence. You look at their roster makeup, and they've got a lot of size and forwards down low, but uh, they are needing a, a couple guards, especially once um, Jackson departs. Uh, I think next year especially they'll really go after uh, perimeter players, but so uh, Elijah Brown is another name to watch. Not really sure how Iowa State stacks up to the, the teams after him, but there's certainly an opportunity for a wing player to come in and, and play a lot of minutes right away. Always good, man. When we catch up with you, what, 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 what? What, before we go, yeah, you know Matt's a Twins fan. You can take off your headset if you want. All we right. got to gush about our Minnesota Twins, Maddie. Oh my oh, god! Oh my gosh! I, oh. I wasn't going to leave without saying something about. Oh the god! Give it a rest. Uh, all right, I'm turning Brinson's mic off. <laughs> Thank you. He is completely off mic now. It's you and me, Matt. Let's talk about these Twinkies. Man, how how bad have their starts been the last two years? Then you look at this 3-0 and start and a sweep at home against the rival Royals. I don't think it gets much better, Trent. It doesn't. It doesn't. you got the White Sox coming up this weekend, a chance to, oh, let's stretch this thing out. They were 0-9 a year ago. Let's flip that around. Let's go 9-0 and and, and see where the cards fall after that. You wouldn't have to twist my arm. I would be 100% okay with that. If that happens, Matt, we are certainly. I know you just uh, defended your thesis. Congratulations on that over there Thank at you. Nebraska. Congratulations. You're finishing up. You're making your way here to Central Iowa. We're excited about that. If the Twins are 9-0, we are finding a time oh, to get up to God. Target Field together, all oh. right? A- absolutely, and uh, maybe we'll... We'll catch a Sano homer to give the Twins a 10th win or something like that. We will chug grain belts together. It'll be a wonderful day <laughs> up in Minnesota. Matt. Sign me up. <laughs> hey, Matt. Matt, tomorrow, Matt, sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen. I, I'm i going to need it, guys. I'm, I'm actually moving here in about a half hour. I'm headed east, and uh, I know that I'm going to be wearing shorts tomorrow because it's going to be nice, and I am going to get Right. You so, will. Uh, you thank will. you for the reminder. Thanks, pal. Thank you to you, and uh, safe travels, buddy. We'll talk to you. Will do. Have a good weekend. I'll drink a few natties tailgating the spring game for you. Beautiful. Sounds fun to us. <laughs> See you, bud. There you go. That's uh, Matt Nelson, Wide Right Natty Light, on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk with Wolfgang, get the Hawkeye perspective of things with their spring practice tonight. Uh, quick note before we get to the break. Wichita State. Mm-hmm will pay $2.5 million, that's the fee, to get into the American. However, they're not actually going to pay it. That'll just be deducted out of future revenue. Mm. So they don't even have to cough up anything out of their own pocket to get in. That's a good thing for it them. Is. It is. It's all coming up, Shackers. Coming right back, everybody. The Big Talker, 1700. 
Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Stop into Lowe's Spring Black Friday event where you'll find savings on those indoor and outdoor projects popping up on your to-do list. Add new color inside with Valspar Paint and Primer starting at a new lower price of $19.98. And add color outdoors with 5 for $5 select pine annuals. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Paint offer valid through 5-1. Annual offer valid 4-5 through 4-10. While supplies last. Color and selection vary by location. U.S. stores excluding Alaska and Hawaii. See store for details. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. One click and my job was posted to 200 plus job boards. All the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 200 plus job sites. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-99. This is D. Dean's yard, and Dean's a pretty observant guy. But sneaky crabgrass lurks undetected until it rears its hideous head this summer. However, Dean's not only observant, he's smart. He uses Scott's Turf Builder Holtz Crabgrass Preventer with lawn food in early spring. It protects against crabgrass all season long while feeding the lawn for a fast greenup. Guaranteed. So this spring, Dean can stop crabgrass dead in its crab tracks. This is a Scott's yard. Pick up Scott's Turf Builder Holtz today. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Kraft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Back at it once again here on a Friday as we wrap things up with our man Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. And it's presented by the Spa at West Glen. Over at West Glen, great place to go. Either finding a nice gift, gift certificate for your lady, or just pamper yourself a little bit with the Spa at West Glen. Wolfgang, it's a, a big Friday here in central Iowa as the Hawkeyes are making their way west. No, and it, it makes me happy that they think outside the box like that, and they're going to come here and give fans a little bit of a taste of what Eastern Iowa. And I've always, you know, been jealous about the people that leave it, you know, live in Eastern Iowa, and they can go to all these games whenever they want. We got nothing here. I mean, for the most part. I mean, Drake had one year run, maybe a two year run with Dr. Tom and then uh, Keno, but. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's not as exciting as you would think it may be. I'm a hardcore guy, but it's, I'm going to take my binoculars. Let me just say that. If you take your binoculars and, and you're, I'm, I'm looking out there and I'm like, who is that? I don't know. I don't know who that is. So if you take your binoculars and you, and you can kind of break down some of the stuff. But we've talked about over the years that some of these games, I can remember the 2002 game, I believe it was, and that's one of Iowa's greatest offensive lines ever. And the defensive line dominated them. I don't know if you remember that. Maybe not dominated is going too far, but I could not believe it. So it'll be interesting, like it was two years ago before our undefeated season, when Iowa was, the offensive line just looks ridiculous. And I am an optimist, eternally an optimist. And I watched that offensive line and I said, we, you got to be kidding me. This is going to be crazy, terrible. And then we end up, and Iowa end up, ends up going uh, undefeated. So, It'll be interesting to see what Iowa puts out there um, and to see who kind of steps up, steps forward, who made the weight games, who made the straight games. I'm going to look at the um, defensive tackle going tackles going against the offensive uh, offensive line to see what that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate that they come here, and that's thinking outside the box, and it hasn't always been that way with Iowa, Trey. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right on that for – 
for many years, it was uh, a situation where Iowa could you know, just roll out the ball and people would show up for whatever reason. And now with the, the changing world, the demographics that are changing, the fan base that is aging, all those different things, at the very least, they're trying new things here. And this is the fifth year uh, that they're holding a practice over in West Des Moines at Valley Stadium. It, always a fun event, fun for the kids to get out there. And uh, they got different events going on, the autographs, all those different things. But uh, let's kind of run through a little bit of the position groups and uh, want to get your thoughts on on that Wolfgang as as we take a look forward. Before we get to that, though, you mentioned, you know, some maybe the overreaction that you had. I, I was the same way. I looked at that offensive line. Drew Watt was just absolutely throttling guys out there. You know, Boone Myers is getting hollered at by Brian Ferentz. It was an ugly time, and he looked at it and said, oh, there's no way this team could even have a competent offensive line. How bad are they going to be? Well, they went 12-0 and in the regular season. That's how bad they were. So, you know, that's what they were able to do at that time. You don't want to overreact to what you see tonight over at Valley Stadium. You don't want to go for, too far and make these far-flung uh, things about what's going to happen with this team because there's a lot of work still to be done. And remember, they just put in this new offense and the new passing game for a couple of weeks. This is not a finished product you're going to see tonight. No, and you bring up offense first, which is interesting, and yeah, it should probably be brought up first. But I'm sitting there I'm reading, an, reading an article about Iowa's defense and how they could be better this year. I don't know that I believe that. Um, losing King, losing Jaleel, the D-tackle position, um, I don't know. I, the cornerbacks, okay. I think they're going to be okay. The safeties should improve. I don't know that I believe that Iowa's defense is going to be better. Do you have an opinion on that? I think it's going to be difficult just because of how important the defensive tackle position is at Iowa. And not only losing Jaleel Johnson, but also you look at Nathan Budgeta. That's a guy that was dinged up a lot at the end of last year. Uh, he's still pretty slow, it sounds like, right now. No, what what if Budgeta just isn't able to come back and be the same player that he once was? And and he was more of a guy that occupied space than anything. He's certainly not a playmaker in there. He's your, your try-hard defensive tackle that I was had throughout the years, but that exactly is, is uh, what he does in there. So is it Lattimore making a big step forward? I don't know. Can Matt Nelson, who's hurt right now, can he play inside at six foot eight? There are so many question marks. As good as defensive end looks, as experienced as the linebacker core is, you mentioned improvements at safety, all those things. In the end, for me, year after year, what's most important for Iowa football on the defensive side is in the middle there with the defensive tackles. And if those guys can't generate anything, if they can't occupy space and occupy blockers, Iowa usually struggles in the ground game. And we always hear about leverage. Always hear about leverage. Mm -hmm. And you talked about Matt Nelson, 6'8" around 285, 290 probably, I think. They want him to go hopefully give us some snaps and reps at the D-tackle. We'll see if that works. I remember hearing last year before that he's very good at the leverage thing. We'll see if he can do that inside. I don't know. Again, I'm not a coach. But we're going to need somebody on of those guys, the Anthony Nelsons, the Matt Nelsons, the Lattimore. I'm interested to see what he got. I think I read close to 90 snaps last year, so we'll see. Um, what kind of jump he makes? He's he's a pretty big guy. Uh, what is he? Let's see. I'm, let, let me look at uh, what is he? Two ninety five. Yeah, two ninety five pound sophomore. Mm-hmm. Six five. Man, we get some tall defensive linemen. I'm not used to seeing that. Right. Yeah. He, he tackles legit. I mean, six eight. We got two six uh, six eight a six seven guy at D end, and then we got a six five ish guy at D tackle. Uh, Riley Reef. They only list at uh, six three or Brady Reef. Excuse me. But his brother was tall. Who knows? He may grow more. But 
I want to watch that. I want to see how they smash mouth against our offensive line because, again, we were the number one offensive line, wink, wink, last year in the nation. Um, we shall see how that works. Um, and then the linebackers. Yeah, you got to love the linebackers, the experience. Are they all studs? I like I like Ben Neiman, mm-hmm. uh, coach's son. Um, haven't always been a huge guy of Bo Bauer. Every once in a while he shows me something, and I kind of like him. Um, and then our boy Josie Jewell, who, man, I, I just love to watch him play football. And I, I'm and sometimes I'm afraid he's going to kill somebody out there. He's got that Bob Sanders in him yeah. where he like hits you. We haven't had this for a while, Trent. Where our guys hit you, they go backwards and they look hurt. You know, and I'll, I'll always remember Bob Sanders hitting a Michigan wide receivers on the sideline after he caught the ball, and he he got up and he looked at Bob Sanders like. How did you just do that? You know what I mean? And we haven't had guys like that for a while. And Josie Jewell is one of those guys. If he can get other guys and hopefully they kick butt in the weight room, um, we might have a shot. But I just thought that in, that article was interesting because I'm not sure my opinion. It, their opinion was that our defense, Iowa's defense, is going to be better than last year. Not sure I believe it, but I'm going to think about it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Quarterback, I'm not overly worried there. Rungumba looked very good. Joshua Jackson and Ojemudia, we've seen both of those guys who are fighting for the other corner spot. I think uh, the depth is going to be something that they're going to look to build there, but at the very least, you're going three deep with guys with some experience there. Uh, Brandon Snyder, he took a big step forward as the year went on when he got Oh, yes, he did. I, I, I had a problem with him, Trent, at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I had a big-time problem with him, and I thought he came on. Props to him. I really thought he came on. Again, I'm not a coach. I don't break down every single freaking play. But he, I thought I agree with you. I think he came on, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he can even bring any more because he can come and bring it oh, from yeah. time to time. But he wrap up. This ain't Big Twelve, man. This is where we tackle and you bring you down. It's not about. It's not about you know just knocking you out. It's about bringing you down so you don't get extra yardage. You know, Snyder did a better job of that as the year went on, and that was part of his development. Miles Taylor, on the other hand, was lost to an injury. We saw Anthony Gare come in. Played pretty well himself out there at the strong safety position. Now the job is back to Miles Taylor, and that's a guy certainly that can lay the wood. I mean, it's a physical guy, but he really struggled at angles at times. He didn't wrap up. You got to see development there because the guy behind him at the strong safety position, I really liked. I loved his tape coming out of high school, Amadi Hooker. I'm really excited about this kid, and I'll tell you what, if Taylor doesn't take those steps forward that he needs to going into his senior year, maybe this is another time where we see a senior lose his job to a young guy because I think Hooker is the real deal. Yeah, because I don't I – I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but my, I don't think Miles Taylor had a good year at all. No, he I, didn't. I just – He didn't. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, the Hooker kid, I don't remember watching film on him, so I'm going to go take back your to word one. for that. You'll, you'll yeah. like it. Go back and look. You'll like it. Speed, quickness, um, just what, what do you like about it? Hitting ability? I, I don't know a ton about that kid, I'll be honest with you. A lot of physicality to the position, but but to combine it with the speed that he has, he just he has that look of a football player. I think you'll be impressed. Go back and watch some of his tape and, and talk to some people over in Iowa City. I think they're they're excited about his future. Is that future this year? Still probably not. Taylor Spill's probably going to be the guy, but he's got to be ready to go, and he's got to show some big improvements, I think at that safety position. Let's jump over to the offense, and, and we know all the pieces that are going to be there. 
Wolfgang, it's not a quarterback competition. This is Nathan Stanley's job, even with Weakers and Cook listening yep. behind him. This is going to be Nathan Stanley. So it'll be fun to see the big man out there uh, doing his thing with his true sophomore season coming up next year. We won't see Akron Wadley running the ball in live action, but uh, the backup running back spot, which is an important position for Iowa, not just in terms of depth, but because uh, they give guys opportunity to run the ball. It's not just one bell cow running back that gets the ball 350 times. They do spread it around. So want to see a little bit more out of Tokes Akrabande, you know, see what development has happened out of him. And Torn Young, a big kid, he went to the same high school my cousin did. Uh, and uh, my right. cousin, you know, talked a little bit about just, uh, you know, talking to people that were still around and saying just what a big physical guy this is to go along with the speed. So I want to see Torn Young. Is he is he a guy that's more slated for a fullback role or is he a guy that can run the football with the size that he has? That backup running back spot, something I'm keeping an eye on tonight. Now, did your did your cousin know his bleep? I mean, do you like talk about recruits? And I mean, because I've heard good things about the Tokes kid. Yeah. So, and I did like the kid. From, you're talking about the kid from Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, okay. Young, yes. yes. Yes, I remember liking him as well. I, I'm not worried about the running back position. I guess I'm yeah. just not. I think I think there's enough depth there, and then you add along the offensive line that's pretty darn experienced. Um, I, I'm not worried about a run game, and I'm so excited to hear some of these assistant coaches talk about certain things that maybe we have all been thinking all along, and now all of a sudden I just I just love hearing that because I, it means we may know more than we think we know, even though we're not experts, but why wasn't this happening before, Trent? Mm-hmm. And it's good and fun to hear assistant coaches bring that stuff up. I don't know if Kirk's happy to hear him bring that up. No idea. No, I got you there. I got you there. The offensive line is in good shape. Uh, going to be looking at some of the uh, backups, the guys that are going to be moving into starting roles. For me, probably the guy that I'm most interested to get an eye on is Alaric Jackson. There's been a ton of talk about this guy. Kind of reshaped his body. He'll be a redshirt freshman this year and, and perhaps the year apparent at the left tackle position. But just kind of see the development of that young guy because you know, we we talked about in the past, this is a team the last couple of years, even with the, some of the successes that they've had, they haven't had that true tackle. You know, with the big guy yeah, with the exactly. long arms that also has the requisite foot speed. I want to see how Alaric Jackson looks. No, that would be great if he – because I, I quite frankly don't count on freshmen very often, mm-hmm. and I know he's a second-year freshman. I don't. I just don't, and I don't – just like with basketball, I don't count on guys that shot their bleep off in high school to come their first and freshman year, true freshman year, and hit it. I just – I don't believe that, but we'll see. We'll see if he's, you know, I mean, he's a second-year freshman. He's freaking three twenty-six-seven, and he supposedly has good footwork. So we'll see. I'm not worried about our offensive line. I think our offensive line will be great. I, I don't understand why people are. If you look at the tape of the running backs, I'm I'm not worried about that. I, it's not. And a, a guy, as long as he stays healthy, and you know, I've got a boyfriend in basketball named uh, – Named, you know, my man Bear. Um, but I got a boyfriend in Akron Wadley, and I felt just embarrassed over and over and over again asking some of the Cedar Rapids Gazette guys about this guy, and I felt like they were just rolling their eyes at me. I mean, you could almost hear them rolling their eyes at me, and I'm like, what do you want me to say? This guy is a freaking stud. Get him in the game. I don't care if he's 185 over one versus 190. Okay, so now he's supposedly 195, right? That'll come down as the practices go, so he's going to have to struggle again keep that weight up and whether Kirk you know he's probably doing it because he wants him to stay healthy and you got to stay healthy in the college game I understand that but who cares five pounds 
Apparently, Kirk Ferentz cares. He does. I, I don't care. It's five pounds, and the guy is a freaking home run threat every time he has the ball. Name me all those in the last 20 years, Trent. Go ahead. And we might as well hang up now because there aren't very many of them. No, you're, you're exactly right about that. You're, you're right on at that point. It's, it's going to be fun to see. And I guess uh, kind of as we wrap up here of our little spring practice preview out of Valley High School tonight, Wolfgang, it is just what looks different offensively with Brian Ferentz implementing things. Uh, hearing some of the players talk last week, I thought it was very interesting as they were talking about that. There are new wrinkles, and before where, well, we know it. We've heard it before from other teams. You know what's coming. There have been some new wrinkles here, more involvement in the passing game, maybe with the tight ends, more crossing routes, some rubs, different things like that. I just want to see what the development of the passing game is and how different it does look than the god-awful Greg Davis regime. Well, I know they I know they said a number of times they want to go vertical tight end-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good with Noah Fant. Yes. I mean, that, that sounds good to me. Let's see that. Mm-hmm. But there's also some things that we have talked about. Like, for me, I'll just speak for myself. I thought that the tight end position got way more production under uh, Ken, o- Ken O'Keefe. And if you look up the numbers, it's actually not not true. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't it? Oh, it's weird. It it's is. Weird. Your eyes sometimes lie to you. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even necessarily saying I was wrong about that because we did need to go to the tight end more. But if you look up the numbers, it's just odd. And maybe it's just because we, I don't know, did we run more plays this last couple of years? We have, yes. Versus, yeah, so, I mean, you gotta you got to look at that, I guess. you got to understand that, well, there's more plays being run, so that can happen. But it, sometimes that's why I love and like analytics, like and love um, – but we'll see what the tight end position does because I like the Fant kid. Um, there's who's the kid from Iowa that's going to be a redshirt freshman this year. I liked him. I can't think of his name. I think he's going to get playing time. And then the Dowling kid. They're saying this coming on. And please, I mean that guy's career has gone by like a flash. Yep. That guy, I need. I want to see. I'm rooting for him more than anybody on the team. I think. Yeah. Because you're, you're talking about John Wisniewski. Like yeah, from uh, Dowling Catholic and and the other tight end that you mentioned there, uh, the Iowa kid that I absolutely loved when he yeah. was in high school, T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, there you kid. go. You love. Now tell oh. me why you love him. I want to hear it because I love that guy. He just he goes up and gets the ball. I mean, he is to me. He's Brandon Myers redux. He, he is same size, good athleticism. Iowa kid, I, I just love. And, and who knows what the blocking's going to be for him and some of the other guys, but they have so many different pieces, you know, with Picard and with Weeding, both those guys, very good blockers. Then you got the athleticism of, of a Noah Font. You got TJ Hawkinson. You got Wisniewski. The tight end position's incredibly deep, and hey, maybe we'll see it a little bit more, not just two tight end sets, but like they did against Ohio State here a few years back, go with that three tight end set because if you can create mismatches and they have the group of guys that they can mix and match and do that with, I say let's go all in. Let's no, go big boy football. Trent, a lot of people are looking at tight end as not that strong. That's funny that you and I agree on that. Like, I'm kind of pumped about the tight end position. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what we see and also a them talking about going vertical and stuff like that because we're going to need help from the tight ends with, with wide receivers. Germanic Smith is supposedly taking a step forward. We shall see. Um, there will probably be a true freshman or two maybe, you think, too. Yeah. No. Uh, I, you weren't as happy with those true freshmen when we talked about that as I was. I like the Mississippi kid. 
And what's the other guy like? His coach called him the Tim Dwight, even though I think it's a joke. I kind of like it. You're you're going all in there, huh? You're you're excited. No, I'm not going all in there. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm going to watch some more tape and then give him give me my chance to go there. But I kind of liked. I was like, I don't care what his forty time is. He is running away and making people look stupid. So Max I'm, I'm, I'm Cooper. Is who yes, Coop. All right, that'll 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 make me remember his name. Coop. Kind of kind of liked him. Going out on a limb. Nobody else does. So I'm kind of going out on a limb here with Coop. So you look at his tape. You let me know what you think of Coop. Probably he's undersized, right? He's going to struggle there. Yeah. But if we get Vandenberg back and somehow this Mississippi kid that's already a man um, comes to the table with something, and Germanic Smith takes that that uh, you know fourth year leap to junior, right? Was he a junior or is he sophomore? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, no. Yeah, obviously we're going to need some wide receivers in right. this young guy. Is, is, people are going to have to get open with this young guy. But I do believe he has an arm. I do believe he's accurate, and I love it that we got him from Wisconsin. Suck it. And they are going to be pissed that they didn't get him. Yeah, him, Nathan Stanley, uh, all the Wisconsin guys going to be going there. Peter Picard, I believe he's a Wisconsin kid as well. They got they got a bunch of those Badger kids making their way over. Torn Young, it'd be nice to uh, go up there, beat Bucky, and do it with a lot of Wisconsin kids. Oh, I, I have to look down the schedule. we got plenty of time to break all that stuff down and break mm-hmm. down what other teams have, but... Um, Man, I just I'm I'm not I'm not overly positive on this team, but I'm not also down. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. I think it who knows? It could be one of those teams that Kirk Ferris just brings out of nowhere where finally people are getting PO'd at him and all of a sudden what did you just do, Kirk? I mean, what, what happened? Okay, those other times when we had all those NFL guys and uh you know, Adrian Clayboard and blah blah that season and and uh Stanzi's senior season, what happened? And then we'll be like, that's the worst offensive line I've ever seen in my life. And then we go undefeated. I, I don't get it, man. You know, Wolfgang, with that, you know, usually at this time, spring football, you're getting a pretty good idea where the fan base is and you know, what they're thinking about the team and, and projections and predictions. And this one is a little more difficult to kind of get a read on things. The schedule is even more difficult this year. Last year, of course, Michigan jumped on the schedule. This year, they're crossovers, opponents against the East. You got Penn State, Michigan State, State, and Ohio State. Those are the three crossovers that you have this year. Wyoming's not going to be a cakewalk. You go to Iowa State. If somebody tried to sell me that this team's going to be 5-7, and seven, they sell it well, I might buy it. If you're going to sell me they're going to be 9-3, and three, you might have to do some convincing, but it could be there as well. It's, it's one of those years where I think the, the range of wins for the Hawkeyes this year could be as wide as it's been in quite a while. I just and the fan base as a whole. I don't know where people are with this team right now. Now, did you say we play Michigan State? Yes. Yeah, that is uh, fifth game of the year. Okay. Now they're in a cluster bleep right now. They had fifteen they guys. That, I mean, yeah. So there. I mean, there are some hardcore, crazy bleep things going on. Mm-hmm. Now, as much as I hate their coach, he is. A, he really is a good coach. So we'll, we'll see what they got going on there. Penn State. I think. Did you see they had two guys on offense? I want to see an offensive lineman and then another position because everybody was up on Penn State because they had so much coming back. I believe it was on offense. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they just, I believe, lost another two guys on, on their offense. So they're, it's not going to look as good with the returning starters. I hope I'm right on that and not wrong. Um, so we got, so you got Michigan State, you say. We got um, Penn State Center and then, let's see, we play Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the three crossovers against the East. Those three, Penn State, 
Uh, first game of the Big Ten schedule at home, September 23rd. A week later, they go to Michigan State, and then later on in the year is when they get Ohio State at home. That'll be November 4th. Uh, and, and you look at the you know last stretch of games that Iowa has, this is what they have on the back half of the schedule, and that's why getting off to a good start and, and not screwing around against Wyoming, beating a pretty decent Thank team you, there. Uh, go, no. go into Ames and win. You, you have to do those things because just go through the schedule. Uh, Penn State at home, Penn State's going to be favored there. You're at Michigan State. Michigan State's still probably going to be favored in that game. And then the back half, this is where they go. At Northwestern, toss-up game. Minnesota at home, eh, I will be a slight favor in that one. Ohio State at home, at Wisconsin. You get Purdue, and then you go on Black Friday over to Nebraska. The back half of the schedule is absolutely loaded. Iowa needs to get off to a good start. They need to get to a 3-0 and in the non-conference. If they're going to win eight, maybe nine games and challenge for the division title, they got to get off to a good start, and that might include beating Penn State, beating Michigan State on the road, at least one of those two, and then going from there. No, and you're completely right about getting off. Um, no more losses in the preseason, okay? No more. I'm so sick of it. Realize what you got in the program. If you have to play bull bleak teams, play bull bleak teams. But, it, I mean, if we're going to lose, we might as well play Alabama. If, if you're going to go and play Iowa State and lose, play Alabama. If you're going to go and play North Dakota State, go play Auburn. Because if we're going to lose anyway – and we're not playing our best ball at the beginning of the season, let's at least get a nationally televised game that people care about and blah, 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 versus losing to a team. And I hate to say this about North Dakota State because I actually know people in that program, And but Iowa shouldn't be losing to them yeah. at all. You know what I mean? So well, If you can't beat them, join them, and that's what they did, bringing in Coach Pulasic over uh, to run the offensive line, and we'll see how that goes. Wolfgang, tonight, Valley Stadium. You making your way out with the family? I am um, not sure about the family. I may be a loner tonight. I'm not oh. sure. I'll, I'll, I may take uh, may take my little my little guy because uh, I hear they have uh, for people that don't know, and you can you can go into that more. But uh, average for um, autographs that mm-hmm. is so cool for a kid. If you remember back in the day, yep. I remember meeting Chuck Long, and I mean, I don't mean to say I don't mean to go too far and change my life, but you meet guys that you. You've been going through all these games, and you're seeing, oh, that guy's throwing touchdown passes after touchdown pass. And you get to meet a guy like Chuck Long, who was so great, and signed it and gave me a little hug. I mean, you remember that stuff as a kid. It's not just sports. We've talked about this before. Everybody thinks it's just sports. Sometimes it's not. It's pregame, throwing the football with your dad, or baseball, playing catch with your dad, or getting the autographs from your heroes that you see on TV. It's not just that. So I would tell people if they've got a little one a little guy that's kind of liking football or even a girl that's kind of liking football i would say get out there and man i universe Iowa, you owe me money right now <laughs> i like it wolfgang enjoy tonight maybe uh perhaps we'll see you out there i'll have the little one running around as well should be a lot of fun always enjoy this practice and our our first chance of the spring to see the hawkeyes and see the black and gold here in west des moines it's always a lot of fun wolfgang we'll yeah, talk absolutely. to you later yeah, absolutely, man. I'll be black and gold with the. Uh, I'll be the guy with the finger up my nose. Okay, I'll, I'll look for you. I'll look for you. <laughs> Thanks, be man. good, my man. Bye. That's Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye as he joins us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. That'll do it for the show here today. Jimmy B and TC back at it on Monday at noon. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Looking forward to the open practice over at Valley High School. Getting our first look at the Hawkeyes uh, a little over a week ago. The assembled media got their chance to uh, get a look. A lot of injuries along the defensive line, but 
looking forward to seeing what happens with that offense, what we see in the passing game. Is there differences? What does it look like? Uh, certainly a lot right there. The big news of the day, Wichita officially leaves the MVC. More reaction we'll see on Sunday as the Missouri Valley Conference commissioners and athletic directors get together. What comes out of that and what direction the MVC turns? That'll do it. Marty and Miller, they come your way next. The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 TV $180 for internet equipment on return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. One click and my job was posted to 200 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard, and it's easy to compare them. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 200-plus job sites. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Stop into Lowe's Spring Black Friday event where you'll find savings on those projects popping up on your to-do list. Get your garden started with five bags of Stay Green Garden Soil now for just $10. And do a little outdoor spring cleaning and save $70 on a Troy Bill 2800 PSI gas pressure washer now for just $249. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Soil offer valid 45 through 510. Pressure washer offer valid through 410. While supplies last, U.S. only. See store for details.
Men, if you're like me, you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their most popular set, complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you, with code 1150 at checkout. Their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 1150 at checkout to claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. That's harrys.com. Code 1150. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. One click and my job was posted to 200 plus job boards. All the top sites. All the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter where your job is just one click away from 200 plus job sites. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot, where right now you can get two bags of miracle Grow potting mix for just 12 bucks. Empty flower pots are actually full of promise with miracle Grow. It feeds flowers, herbs, and veggies for up to six months and helps them thrive in a container so your plants grow twice